Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. Oh, man. I feel, <laughs> I feel not very good. I feel great. Um, so this isn't a bit. Uh, we both have COVID. Um, <laughs> I feel like... If you recall last week. If Yeah, if you recall last episode, um, it was my birthday. And we were literally like... Okay, we're going to finish up this podcast so we can go drink with our friends. Oh, we all got COVID. Literally like nine out of ten of us that were there. And the only reason Mitch didn't was because he already had COVID a month ago. He's had it twice. Yeah. And he's vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. So this was, uh, yeah, we <laughs> we made it like a week before they were dropping all restrictions and literally our entire friend group got it at the same time. Yeah. You should have seen the fucking group chat. The yeah, morning, was, the it, morning where everyone's <laughs> like, oh, "By the way, I, I have COVID," and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, me too." <laughs> like, yeah, and it was, it was like, it was probably three, four days after everyone got sick, but we all just were getting kind of sick in our own corners of the world, and nobody was talking about it. And then one person said it, and then everyone's like, "Oh shit, I so, think that's us too." So here's here's the thing, I. And this is going to be sound bad, but I swear to God, it wasn't my fault. As soon as I found out that I was indeed COVID, um, when my roommate tested positive, I went out and I got a test and it tested positive and I've been at home ever since. But I was sick for four days before that. <laughs> no, sick. Okay. I had about one day of bad sickness. The day after the party, I thought it was a hangover. <laughs> Fair. I'm not even kidding. That's Wait, you not... wouldn't have felt sick then. Oh, I was. So I probably gave it to everyone. Well, I was patient the, zero. Probably. The incubation. Okay, we can talk about that. But the incubation period's about 48 hours, 24 to 48 hours. So you wouldn't have felt it the next day, guaranteed. You would have only started to feel sick on Friday. No, the Thursday I was sick. Thursday you were sick. So you probably had it before going into the party. Yeah, and then I gave it to everyone. And Which is funny why... because Carly also got sick Thursday morning. Interesting. Maybe that maybe we're wrong about she... the incubation period. Maybe it's changed. No, it's it like it's not less. It's not less than twenty four hours. Maybe I'm patient zero of the new new strain. <laughs> no, it's it's not less than. 24 I'm the hours. first person to get this new COVID. I bet. No, it's, I could be. It's it's a one to two days. It, typically, it's two days. Uh, okay. And well, Delta's three. All I know is that I felt. So fucking all of the Omicron symptoms are, are, I have, I have felt Omicron symptoms every morning when I wake up since high school, probably since puberty. Fair enough. Like sore throat, runny nose, diarrhea is like, <laughs> that's just how I wake up every morning. Um, especially this time of year, snow's starting to melt. My allergies start coming in. I have asthma. Like, yeah. so I have all these, so I wake up in the morning with a headache and the the thing that threw it away that it might be weird though was I had these weird night chills, right? Thursday or Friday night, and I'm I'm a very hot sleeper typically, and I'm like fucking wearing two blankets. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. But then I woke up and all my respiratory symptoms had gone away. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that was that was weird. But the day after I was drinking heavily, I had all these covid symptoms that i'm like oh it's a hangover went to work <laughs> worked for days and then like, was oh, like oh shit because yeah. i feel fine right now yeah i have a little bit of a latent cough like i can feel it kind of in my throat kind of thing 
but um but that's just feels normal for this time of year but I, i'm yeah. completely completely cured now yeah. um i was completely cured not only is completely cured after like a day but i it was so mild that i thought it was a hangover and kept working yeah and i don't have my booster shot oh so I think I this has finally pushed me over. This is a scamdemic. <laughs> I'm with the truckers. They've been fucking lying to us. It's people are like, oh, it's like a flu. No, no, no. Flu is way worse. This is literally nothing. I've had multiple flus worse than this for sure. I have had hangovers worse than this, evidently. Well, yeah. So nice. here's what I'm saying. We have been lied to. Follow us on truth.com, alcohol beyond this point, Trump's social media. Knowledgefight.org. Um, yeah, Infowars backslash <laughs> guests backslash alcohol beyond this point. Um, yeah, this is a podcast, by the way. It's oh, yeah. Hi. Alcohol beyond this welcome, point. Welcome. 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 <laughs> Hi. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you all. Uh, everyone's left. Go yeah. Uh, I'm also probably going to, I'm probably going to title this like, scamdemic confirmed or something to that. that sure. Yeah. Good idea. If the algorithm didn't already hate this podcast because we drink in it. Yeah. Um, all the fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this was uh, really not that bad. Hmm. So where do you think you got it? Is that work, right? If it wasn't from you guys. Well, the thing is, I had no idea that. I didn't even think of the party because one of my coworkers came to work uh, feeling like pretty sick on Thursday. Like he just looked like he's like, oh, I got a stomach thing this well, morning and he showed up like he had and he had already had COVID like a month ago. See, this is what I'm saying. It was a coincidence. Yeah. All nine of us just got it from different things the next day. Like possibly like <laughs> so he came in feeling sick on Thursday and then I came down with his symptoms that he felt Wednesday night I felt Friday night so I assumed I got it from him and then Carly got sick about the same time so I'm like oh Carlo got us sick and uh and she's like well I don't know it might be this girl at work because you know she's a fitness trainer she's like um she's like yeah I don't know might have been this you know might have been from my work and then you know Sunday night Monday, whatever, when we were figuring all this Yeah, because I roasted you in the group chat for not telling us that you had COVID, and then both of you were like, we literally didn't even think of it. <laughs> like, yeah, and then, so that that day, Carly found out that someone that she had trained earlier in the week had tested positive. See, it's just so fucking contagious and so, so everywhere. She, like, there's she no way to... Yeah, so she could have got it from that person, and then uh, Carlo found out that his girlfriend's friend tested positive. So potentially there was a chain there. So I had potentially three chains intersecting on the same day, which I guess is likely now that everyone has fucking, yeah. Like it's just, that is how, and I found it out by when I found it out, my symptoms were already gone. I was really yeah. over it. Yeah. Same with me. <laughs> like what the fuck? I like there's, this is why I'm completely nihilistic about it at this point, because there's literally nothing you can do. Like the test I took, um, was already a day and a half after I had stopped feeling symptoms entirely. Yeah. And I, it came back positive. Um, but yeah, in terms of like severity, um, me and you and one other person got a really mild, a couple people got it a little bit worse. Uh, my girlfriend's still down day six. Yeah. That's wild. Or day five. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm fucking counting my lucky stars um i saw my fucking grandma 
for my birthday on Thursday. Hmm. Well, I was feeling like shit. And I, cause I, I made a joke, the same joke I made where I'm like, Oh, I've had these symptoms every day. I went and wake up. I made that same joke <laughs> to my 87 year old grandmother. Oh God. And they're, they, my parents and her seem to be fine. Let me knock on wood, but yeah. Weird. Fuck. I, I literally thought it was a hangover. I like, I don't know. I feel bad. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, you feel bad, but also it's, it's completely out of your control. Well, that's not the, what the liberal media has been telling us. Yeah. Cause I've had probably three or four flus slash colds, um, since COVID started, like just really mild that we're about on this level three or four times and every single time is nothing. Yeah, I um, I thought I maybe I did. Now that I've experienced how mild COVID is, maybe I did have it. Cause remember, like six months ago, I lost my taste for like a day. Oh yeah, and I thought it was just a sinus thing. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I was having sinus issues just cause it like allergies, and then I lost my taste. But then I was like. I thought I was like psyching myself out. I was like, I did, okay, no, I didn't lose my taste. I'm just, my fucking nose is clogged and I can't taste anything. So are you feeling the brain damage yet? I am so dumb already. Because <laughs> like me losing. The bar is the floor. Well, me losing 10% of my IQ. Is a lot less than me losing. Is 10%. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because like for you, ten, that's like six points. Ten, yeah, ten, yeah. Ten percent of a fifty-seven is uh, significantly lower uh, than a one seventy-one, which Tyler is. Easy. Um, no, apparently, like all these studies you see of like what are the latent effects or long-term effects of COVID, and like how it ages your uh, the cells in your body and does all this other shit. I mean, at this point, it's just got to be one of those universe. It's like it's like leaded gasoline. Everyone just got dumber for a generation, <clears throat> and that's just how it is. There was yeah. there was a you know there was a lot less impulse control, IQs dropped. It's it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, move on. Yeah, didn't kill us then. Yeah, we'll be we're, fine. People are pretty resilient. Hey, honestly, yeah, I mean, read up on the Black Death, and you're like, oh god, how how how, how is humanity survive? still around? If this, if the Black Death hit continuously over and over, like every whatever decade or two for what's like six hundred years, and we're still here, that's Dude, amazing. If we're being completely honest, I think I would be much better off with a lower IQ. Probably right. Like I'd I, be. I feel that. <laughs> I feel like I would just like, yeah, I wouldn't have to like worry so much. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, if I could handicap anything for my own benefit, it would probably be um, emotional intelligence. I would make my dick smaller because I have to buy like special pants to have all the space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate, I hate that. It fucking cost me a fortune. That's why you only wear pajamas or custom suits. Uh, pretty much though, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a good bit, actually. Um, Yeah, I, I just wear uh, pajamas that say... Uh, Radical centrist, no, what is alt center? <laughs> alt center, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's also um, third week of World War Three. Yeah, is that still going on? Yeah, I have. Uh, so, did you have a point? Nope. Okay, so I had a thought today, 
or yesterday. So I haven't left my house in three days because I'm trying to be less contagious. Less contagious. And sneeze um, on the delivery drivers. When I just like ran out of shit to do, right? Like I did all my emails. I edited the last week's podcast. I'm just like, I'm kind of bored. Watched a couple movies, which was nice. It's nice to have a kind of um, some time. I don't get a ton of time to just like guilt-free do nothing. Yeah, for sure. So this was, I'm like, I literally can't go to work. Fuck off, right? I watched the uh, the Sopranos movie, the the prequel. Okay. Um, it's called The Many Saints of Newark. Um, watched another Russian gangster movie today called The uh, Eastern Promises. Came out in 2007. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, the guy that plays Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, you see his dick in it, so that was ten out of ten automatically. Um, if you want to see my reviews, follow me on Letterbox. <clears throat> Vote Willows. Um, but uh, yeah, I watched a couple movies. And then I was like, I was sitting there thinking, like, because I was just reading a lot of, like, Twitter news and, like, going into the comments of these fucking Facebook, like, political pages. And I'm like, I kind of want to just give up social media for, like, a month Mm. and just not fucking deal with, like, everyone is so much dumber than me. Like world, <laughs> I feel like we could just clip out all the times you've said this and make an entire episode. World leaders are are dumber than I am. Like, and it's and it's to elaborate. They elected a comedian yep. who played a piano with his penis on television. He also played a guy who became president and had no business being a president. Okay. On television. And then... That's pretty fucking meta, and I love it. And then he caused a geopolitical position that got his country invaded. Sure. And everyone's like, surprise. They basically elected Trump. Uh, yeah. I mean, more of like a... More like John Stewart, less like Trump, but sure. He's a Zionist. I just learned that between episodes. So is John Stewart. Yeah, and I don't like Zionists. So, like, yeah, well, he's also a Nazi. Well, it's funny because <laughs> it makes because people like as soon as you're like, oh, this guy's enabling far right extremism, and, and then their response is, no, he's not. He's Jewish, right? Yeah, but and, Israel and has not taken a hard stance against Russia yet. But Israel is a fucking are far right extremists like yeah, that are apartheid state that are literally the UN is like, that's an apartheid state. And then no one does anything. Um, so someone who supports Israel, like genociding Palestinians, it's not a far step to believe that he would also be in bed with, um, far right, like Nazi militias, which he is evidently. Then like Aslov Battalion or whatever. It's a fucking... They're Nazis. They're well, just that, Nazis. That's to, just they are. Like. To, to be fair, that definitely has been around a lot longer than him. I don't think it has anything to do with Israel? Him. No, the, that, that battalion. Yeah, but he's a fucking... No, you all... Well, yeah, I mean, but it's also they're neo-Nazis and he's Jewish. Like, there's a bunch of weird shit going on. It, that stuff predates him, but it does exist under his command, yes. Well, and, and then But we... it's also not something that he, you know necessarily had anything to do with creating i don't know like i was reading this article from like 2019 that was saying like Zelensky has a fucking neo-nazi problem and he's putting wood on the fire like yeah one of his cabinet ministers that he appointed was like convicted of like war crimes and then like released 
And then he's just like, yep, come be my minister. Like, shit like that. Like, it's just like, I don't know. You don't think he has the power to just disband some of these fucking... They, even if he did, would he wouldn't. Because... Well, that's what I'm saying. And that makes him a bad person. Well, yeah, it all makes him a bad person, but it also makes him a leader that's been under siege since 2014. Like, you can't... Yeah, we... Don't just disband, like, a third of your military when you're shorthanded. Because they're Nazis. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, even it's if they're Nazis, though. as long as they're shooting Russians. See, but now, like, it, this see, is this is this is a for, no, this is foreign policy, and this is fucking yeah, politics. I, it's no, like, and I'm aware. And you know what? It's like, oh, there's terrorists over here. Yes, there's tons of human rights issues. But you know what? If we give them guns and they shoot our enemies, it's fine. And you know what happened last time we did that? We gave a, nothing bad. We gave a, nothing bad has ever happened. We <laughs> stop right there. We gave a bunch of guns to the Taliban. And, and now like, they're fighting with Ukraine against Russia alongside <laughs> U.S. expatriates. Yeah, so I guess everything came full circle. But yeah, yeah la- last time we were like, okay, it doesn't matter that they're far right, far right extremists. We need to win this conflict. True. We armed the Taliban against the Russians. Yeah. And then they came around and fucking made us pay for that. So exactly what that is exactly what's happening now. We're just giving training and weapons to a bunch of fucking far-right extremists. What happens when this conflict's over? They're going to have that training and weapons. U.S. was bragging about how they had uh, proposed, voted, authorized, and spent $14 billion on aid to Ukraine inside of a week. And then meanwhile, the people are fucking starving and homeless back home. What? (laughs) They're not Nazis. Why would you feed them? But they are, though. They're half these Americans are also Nazis. I don't understand. It's I don't know. It it's beyond. As we've said, it's beyond parody. It's fantastic. It's, it's great. Everything's fine. Well, and it's so. And I'm reading this, all this, everything we're talking about, and I'm like, do I? Did any of that make me smarter? No, it didn't. And I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, I could just not have any of this. So, and I would probably so, be better off. So when you say no social media, you mean no news. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, I like like pictures of pugs on Instagram. Okay, so you only want the junk social media. You don't want no any well, like if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get rid of something, I should get rid of all of it, I think. Yeah. If I'm gonna do like a a clean kind of thing. Well, right? you don't have to get rid of it. You just have to stop using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you still need it for posting. I still need it for, like, business, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it's still good to have. It's, like... Uh, maybe even for, like, a day. Like Rogan always says, post and ghost. Period. That's all you gotta do. Post and ghost. Don't fucking spend any time on the platform. Danny Phantom. Um, But then, what would I do all day? Good question. Right? I don't, I don't think you do much. No, all I do is 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 get into arguments with people on Twitter. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, you should stop that for sure. It's, I mean, it's dra- it's dragging you down. I think it's like the lowest that is as fun as it can be to be a troll. I think it's like it's a really low form of I don't know being a member of civil society. <laughs> like you're, you're implying you're at that the anyone that on fu- Twitter is civil or part of society. No, no, no. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying I'm being making on it worse. Twi- being on Twitter plus being a Twitter troll. I'm making it worse. I am like the, the I'm lowest. The pro- I'm I'm the problem. Here. You are the definition of the problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I remember when I didn't have enough time to do anything. 
except work. And there's no glory in that also. There's no nobility in Twitter. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's no nobility not on Twitter. I think I want to... I'll do like a day no drinking and a day no social media, but these, those have to be two different days. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, um, well, yeah, what the hell would you do? Yeah, I'm probably addicted. Everyone is. Yeah. That's the point. It's really... It's powerful. Like you can... It, I like the little dopamine hits. It's boop, boop. It's like the dopamine hits get you hooked and using it a lot, but also it's such an integral part of if you're a member of society, you kind of have to be involved. Yeah. Or you opt out of society. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. Like it's, but then when you're in there, they get you. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you can't just say, I'm not, I'm not going to be involved in social media anymore. Like you're, then you're just going to be off like boomer uncle ted who's just not a part of the conversation anymore now you're being left behind yeah because then anyone's like oh did you hear about this no i didn't because what am i gonna do gonna get a fucking newspaper yeah it's not like you're um you know the the town alcoholic when you're a social media addict where you're like the one guy that's getting drunk and he's missing all the fun because he drinks too much it's like no everyone's drinking (laughs) you're the guy on meth yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it's like get get back to drinking because you know what this is socially acceptable behavior and if you want to like have fun at the town social you should probably drink a little um don't do math or also don't be that boring sober guy unless you can be a really fun sober guy there's a few of you out there but this I'm not new one of them. this new season of uh, Peaky Blinders um Tommy's uh sober and people are like what the fuck <laughs> keep trying to give him whiskeys he's like no i don't drink anymore he's <laughs> they're like drink what are you doing it's pretty funny why it's the whole thing okay well i need to watch it i suppose yeah every it's... sunday at nine ten central i'll just wait for the whole season come on i'll binge it in like 18 months on netflix <laughs> not netflix anyway on bbc player one yeah. um i wish covid had killed me and that i wouldn't have to deal with you anymore <laughs> <laughs> do go on you and the the ilk you bring to my life the is ilk. is somehow simultaneously painful and uninteresting <laughs> you should make that into a fucking t-shirt yeah the, this week's t-shirt is a picture of tyler's face that says you are simultaneously <laughs> painful and uninteresting you can buy them at uh linktree.alcohol beyond this point god i ain't even mad about that that's pretty good <laughs> um so on a brighter note now that you've had covid yeah and Restrictions are going away. Yeah. Fingers crossed. They seem forever. What the fuck are we going to do? What do you mean, what are we going to do? So, should mm. we boot up? Um, are we going to boot up the going to events again? Yeah, I guess that's... Um... Start a networking group. Like, just try to get the <laughs> roaring 20s going. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's something... <laughs> I haven't thought about post COVID. Okay, well, so here's the thing: is that we used to go to things all the time, a lot, business networking events, and um, 
I guess, do those companies that were throwing them on, those individuals, just start doing it again? Probably. Yeah. It'll probably take a while before people are comfortable, but there's already... Yeah, there's stuff There's stuff that's, you know, a bunch of people that are, you know, make it their, or have had it their business are popping off parties one, two, three days after. Like, St. Patrick's Day is two days after, and there's already a bunch of big parties for that, so... Two days after what? Oh, the mask going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am... Uh... I got invited to a event on LinkedIn from from like the World Trade Center and they were talking about she's just like oh we'd love you to come like we've heard about your company whatever it's like about interprovincial trade or something and then I'm like oh yeah sorry like I uh or I'm like what's on the agenda they gave me a list and I'm like oh yeah no like we're still rest- restricted with alcohol like I can't none of this will apply to me and she's like then just come to network, please come to my event. Like I, it, it sounded like they were, and this is like a big organization, obviously. Yeah. Uh, sounded like they were having trouble getting attendees to their events. So. Oh, probably. Yeah. I've been to a bunch. I've been to a couple of those events and, uh, I remember them being decent. Like, I mean, the, the thing is when you start going to a lot of that kind of stuff, you run into kind of the same crowd, but, especially in this city. But I mean, that same crowd tends to be very connected. So I don't know. You, you got to work whatever network you've got yeah and i you know what but but to what end at this point right that's kind of what i was about to say is like you know i'm kind of like i don't have any goals anymore you know like um my goal for the last two years has simply just been keep the business afloat right you know and now it's like okay well i need to get my head out from underwater i need to get that SIBO loan paid off and then once i get all that back and my ducks in a row then i can start focusing about where i want to go business it's a really boring way to answer a question but it's like the the only true way like practically at least well yeah i mean like i guess where i'm coming from is i'm trying to channel my i'm not going to try to do the impression but you know this comedian that i follow that just likes to impersonate and mock gary v he's funny (laughs) fucking hilarious uh and being like you know what like that sounds like an excuse you should just you should just get out there you should like you're putting limits on yourself like it's like well i sure but also you gotta take you gotta you gotta take care of the shit you've got you can't just be like okay now i'm constantly out shopping for new opportunities if you're always shopping for new opportunities like you're probably not capitalizing on anything that you currently have (laughs) Gary Vee would also probably say instead of starting side hustles, work 100 hours a week on your main hustle. Yeah, I don't... Would he say that? I think so, yeah. Because it depends on who's asking. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think that's... Uh, He's kind of the side hustle guy. That's kind of his thing. No. You should go garage sailing, bro. No, but his thing is go side hustling while you have a job. I think it's once you start a business, you need to go all in on that business, I think. And then start more businesses. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. Like, I, yeah, like, what's the intent? Like, what's, what's, why do I want to go to a trade center event? Who am I trying to meet right now? Yeah, I would say World Trade Center specifically. Um, if you're, well, I already said no, so going the route of taking another charge at deregulating your industry. Like yeah. that can like you got to look at like your stretch goals, your long term goals of building connections that way and just being seen. Yeah. Current and in the last two years, you've been seen 
you know, through news and interviews and stuff. Uh, to go even longer, yeah, maybe you go out to meet people. Maybe you'll meet, um, like I've met, you know, Secretary of Commerce, Secretary of Agriculture, yeah, like who those knows, kinds of people. Who knows who you meet when you go out, yeah. Because they just, they got to go do stuff. They got to be seen. When World Trade Center calls, the Secretary of Commerce shows up. Like, that kind of shit happens. And then you can be sitting there having a beer with the Secretary of Commerce. Like, Yeah, I guess it's time to go get back in the swing of things. I guess it just feels weird. Sure I guess does. after all this time. But it's going like, to feel weird to everybody. But the yeah. thing is, most... I shouldn't say most people have been rec- more reclusive, but I feel like a lot of people have been quite reclusive and kind of had that same idea. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe it's like a low-hanging fruit opportunity to get out and be really friendly to people. But you and me, right before... So two years ago, this week, we were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And we were both, we like made up our minds on a lot of things. We're like, we're going to take over the world. (laughs) And you made a career decision at that point. And we're like, yeah, we have this big plan. And then literally the day we got back, the the borders closed and everything shut down. And now it's been two years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we were going, I don't know how detailed we ever got. But we wanted to start doing little little networking things in my bar, and yep. just start off slow or small. Not so much slow, but small. And tr- because there was one good kind of networking thing that happened semi regularly here, but the founders disbanded and left for different reasons <laughs> fell um, apart on each of their it, own terms yeah it, the so we were going to kind of take up the their be their spiritual successor yeah was kind of the idea yeah but not uh, not approach it like we're doing this for the hype to make us look cool which is kind of their whole shtick was like you know the third event that they put on they rented a bunch of tuxedos rolled up in a limousine to like look like it was a happening thing yeah um i don't see much appeal in that i think that's kind of it turns off the kind of people we want to attract. That's also not really our style. No, exactly. And it, I think it would, I think it turns off the people that we want to see. And I'd rather see something a little bit more genuine and just kind of simple people that want to fucking talk about stuff in a, in a place where you can talk about stuff, uh, being really general about it, but like just the types of people that, we've been lucky enough to spend a lot of time around you know that can talk about things on a high level without getting you know triggered by a certain idea of like we can actually debate um you know certain social issues maybe we'll get into get into the weeds about politics like and then at the end of the day you realize hey you know this guy's in this kind of business i'm in this kind of business and you realize you can maybe help each other in some way and you build connections that way in this like informal kind of like idea generation space where there's typically a lot of drinking and it's got to be loose and it's got to be fun um a world trade center event is a good place to meet people but (laughs) not a great you're not going to build any relationships that way you have to do that work afterwards the reason one of the reasons why we're such this is something on our minds 
specifically is because that's how we met is at one of these events. Yeah, that's how I met all my friends. So just me. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> like we met at a one of these rooftop networking parties. Yeah. And got drunk, and then you tried to sell me something. Of course. And then the rest is history, I guess. But there's a lot of value because me and you have seen firsthand the kind of relationships that those kind of things can create. Yeah, and I think that was the best overall thing about that whole group. I think the only negative feedback I got was mostly from... um, It was usually... I guess because I was on the organization side a lot of the time, because uh, I were I I took over them later um, with what I was I was working with a guy and after this group kind of transitioned out we took over it and continued to do them and it was there was just a lot of uh, promises made of like you know to sponsors like oh if you give us a bunch of free shit in kind you know we'll promote you like a free sponsorship slot. And there was, it's really, really hard to show someone a return on an event sponsorship. Yeah, of course. Like. Almost nearly impossible. Nearly impossible. But like a bunch of high-minded promises were made. And that was like, that really pissed a lot of people off and turned them off to the whole idea. So on the, in the business, um, you know, realm, that was really turning off like real business owners. And the only people that ended up attracting was were, these influencer was influencer type people who were doing, like I said, showing up to be seen or people like us who were like young and dumb and didn't know what the fuck we're looking for. Well, we were not only that, but so broke. And so <laughs> that I'd yeah. show up and like eat the hors d'oeuvres mm-hmm. because I couldn't afford dinner that day. Yeah. Eat the free food. <laughs> Right. But also we're completely impressionable and we're like listening, you know, open mouthed and wide eyed to anybody that sounds smart and yeah. just like just slurping it up like it was the coolest thing we'd ever heard. For sure. I I've never thought about it till right now. Like but I wonder if how much like it, we've changed a lot. Like I was sitting at one of those events, drug off my ass, and this like old guy was lecturing to me about uh like Fed monetary policy and I'm like my mind was just getting rocketed into space. Yeah. And like that was a really cool experience. Uh, I remember like, yeah, like taking like a fucking Snapchat video of some guy doing a speech and I'm like, oh, they were learning. And I'm like, now that I think about it, I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> like, it was just cool to be a part of something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, sure. I mean, I, w- I want to be able to capture some of that magic, uh, but also not worry about kind of the veneer of bullshit because I don't think it... I think it's like it gets people in the door, but there's no longevity there. I'd rather start with a slow burn and just kind of have a, a really... I'd rather have like the quiet... Uh, that, what was interesting is we often intersected with this other group of guys that was often at the same rooftop. So we'd have ours that was supposed... We had this, you know, whole like red roped area off on the rooftop. And there'd be like this group of people in the... Most the core group, it was like between usually 10 and 20. And then there's another group. Uh, they wouldn't have any reservations or anything fancy going on they just like take a booth in the corner and it was like maybe eight to ten guys but these guys they would show up to this it was like a scotch and cigars night that this place would put on and they would show up and they were drinking real scotch and they were smoking (laughs) fat cigars and like these guys were 
probably blowing five five hundred to a thousand bucks each. And they didn't give a shit about you and your event. And they were just well, no, they were they were really nice. Like they were open. They would come over and talk to us sometimes. Like because after we seen them a couple times, like they were super open. I made friends with some. Of them. That's how I met Harrison. Right. He was one of them. So these were real motherfuckers. Yeah. And Harrison, they, for reference, later sold a four-year-old company for $350 million. Yeah, he's one of the founders. Yeah. Um, and this was when the company was still probably just... <laughs> was it profiting? I don't even know. No, it, no it, certainly not. <laughs> it was no, a it tech was, company, was, and was, they never are. It was probably like sub-10 million, 20 million at that time. Yeah. yeah. And... Which, I mean, is still massive. It's still, but. you're just $20 million, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, these guys would just get together and they would just hang out and they would just talk. Like, that was almost, that had a, almost a stronger pull to it. Like, if I walked into that place and I looked to the left and I saw, like, the red rope with a bunch of people dressed up really fancy and some music playing, and then I looked to the right and I see this kind of quiet corner with a bunch of random people but like more laid back serious smoking fat cigars and just like look like they're kind of having their own fun um the low-key group would probably have a greater pull to me now uh then it wouldn't have but now it certainly would i'd be more attracted to the, like that event well that that whatever was going on over there well i guess we have more context um in success now i think it's just maturity that's yeah, that's fair. I think the people we're getting were, old. I think the people that were putting it on were thirty, but like emotional maturity of like nineteen, and they were like bar stars that never could. And now, and we were nineteen or eighteen, and we were their demographic basically. <laughs> yeah, and now we're we're the age they were, and our maturity is like aged with us, <laughs> and their maturity is still eighteen or nineteen. Cheers to that. Uh, we're going to transition here into the part of the show that we call shot caller. The part of the show, I said part of the show twice. Now I said it three times. <clears throat> um, where you, the audience, can pick the shot that we take. Uh, today we're taking a shot of Crown Royal Maple version. Um, Clinically proven to cure COVID. Thank you, Crown Royal, for sponsoring this episode. Oh, yeah, this one's getting nuked by the algorithms for sure. Yes. <laughs> That's why we get no views is because we nuke the algorithm, not because no one likes us. <laughs> I, uh, I I fucking love when, like, big podcasters listen to, like, Rogan and, like, Burt Kreischer and, like, those guys. I'm like, yeah, so this guy was bitching to me the other day. He's like... Like, oh, I think the I think the algorithms are against me because you know I say all this controversial shit. Like they don't want my stuff to get out. And it's like your stuff's just not good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just suck. It's like, don't blame the algorithms. It ain't it. No, no, that ain't it. Yeah, yeah. All these people, I'm being censored. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no one, just no one cares. Like, no, I'll never claim censorship. I fully admit that we just suck. <laughs> This is not my highest form. Uh, I I have some desire to like have a more. I mean, we we talk about this all the time. Like having a more like scripted type of uh, researched podcast. Yeah. But it's like at this point, this isn't it. What? Well, you have to ask yourself, what do you want to be an expert in? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. what can you tirelessly sink your teeth into? Because that's what you're going to have. If you start a podcast and you want to find success in it. You need to, yeah, be passionate. Find something that you can tirelessly sink your teeth into. I don't, um, I don't. Drinking with willows is something I can do that with. <laughs> you can do that with? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's I, why this works. I do works. not get fatigued. No, I, I would say that this is probably a podcast. And I think you feel the same way that I want to keep going on in some form for pretty much my entire life. Just to kind of document the... episode 12,000 it's world war 17 yeah like just to document the progress and our mindset like i think that's important but i think there's definitely we have potential for doing other sorts of content yeah um i'd love to do like a like a limited podcast like people do like uh the six episode podcasts yeah. right like something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. i think would be that's i think a good point that's i think we point. could get like like it doesn't have to be this big commitment right like we can do a project that's like okay we do six episodes of this we fucking study the fuck out of it my problem is i have no interests hmm. i have too many interests i have no interests i have no hobbies and i have no hmm. skills i'm bad at everything <laughs> and i have i'm not interested i i hey you wrapped the queen's letter that was pretty good i did what you wrapped the queen's letter the letter letter from the queen oh, of Canada. yeah 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 that was pretty good but, um, no, I don't know. I, I have no, uh, I have no interests. <laughs> I'm not good at anything. Is that, is that what your LinkedIn says? I was hoping you would be like, oh no, Willows, you're, you're really good at something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you're good at. You, is that what this podcast is? Tyler pumps Willows tires cause he's sad. I wish. This actually makes me more sad half the time. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, we've we've not had our uh, usual group get-together chat for two weeks now. Uh, for yeah, whatever. that's true. Random different reasons. And it's uh, it's pretty sad. It's pretty depressing. I got an iPad, which I'm super happy oh, yeah, about. And you still haven't used it. <laughs> and I was really excited to use it yesterday for the call, and then it didn't happen. But Me and you were the only one. Like Mitch didn't even respond to any of that the entire time. <laughs> like, well, th he re he said earlier in the week he wasn't going to be there because he was gone out of town. No, that was last week. Was it? Yeah. Oh, we haven't done it twice in a week, twice in a row now. Okay, well, fuck Mitch then. That's exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's fine. We've been consistently doing this though. We have COVID literally right now. I don't. Well, you're going to after this. <laughs> Hold me down and swab me. Uh, something interesting I actually heard uh, today was uh, Economist, the Economist podcast. They always do like these weird se like social segments where they're just talking about something about like, well, today it was talking about how kids games like schoolyard games are now like adopting COVID into them. Do kids play like games anymore? Outside? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Just yeah, go out and pay some attention, but not too closely or too far. It'll be weird. By the time drive I... by in your white van, <laughs> really slowly, look quickly, and then drive away. By the time I was in grade six, like the last time we had recess, yeah, they had banned every game that we could mm, play. Every game. Well, because we couldn't play sports anymore because it got too violent. Right. So they wouldn't let us play like soccer or football because we used to just fucking tackle each other. Sure. Uh, and then they banned us from the play structure because we were like throwing each other off of it. Of course. Uh, then they banned us from 
playing basketball and shit because we were throwing the balls on top of the school. And they banned us from playing Foursquare because we were throwing the balls at each other. And yeah, it was pretty much we just were standing around. <laughs> sounds like a shit school, man. Well, we were really bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> also sounds like you were really shitty kids. <laughs> They're like, yeah. fuck these kids. Push them through. Yeah. Yeah, recess is kind of like a... Do you really need the break? It's 15 minutes. I'd rather go home half an hour earlier than having fucking two <laughs> slots of recess every day. I feel I every so often I have a nightmare, a reoccurring nightmare of like just being in high school. And mm. like that's the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, bad happens. It's just a day. <laughs> pretty. No, I'm not like this is not even a bit like part of it's like I can't remember my locker combination. Yeah. And then like, I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know which classroom is, is where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. And then, and then I like wake up and like half, half asleep being like, holy fuck, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my God, I don't have to. And then I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a good day. I like, I am so fucking glad I didn't go to college. I would have hated it. I see. I've been actually reflecting on this a lot for whatever reason last couple days um i don't know when i get into like the tail end of a very big project my mind goes to weird places because <laughs> it's like i've just been there too long and i'm kind of depressed <laughs> and it's like the the newness of Cheers like to that brother yeah no it's it's fucking awful so my brain is in weird places all week but um i was thinking about just how percent how much I slacked in high school. Weren't you a good student though? Didn't you get like high grades? I took my foot off the gas in grade 10. Okay. 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 And graduated, uh, honor roll distinction. I was like top 10 of my class and I let off. Wait, and you weren't I, even putting effort. I let off the gas in grade 10. Oh wow. Okay. So I, I probably should have been valedictorian or second or third. Well, so when I took off the gas, I didn't do anything. Like I didn't write the tests. I did the bare minimum. Yeah. I showed up every day. Like, I got good grades because I test well. That's why I I got good grades. Because when you pass grade 10, it's basically uh, based on testing, mostly. Right? Like, there's not a lot of... Like, you have to hand in some assignments. But it's like, you know, you have your health and gym classes where you show up, whatever. But I was an athlete, so that was easy. And then... uh, But most of your classes are all test, quiz, and exam-based grades. So I slacked. I would pay enough attention to see what was going on, but not enough attention to like really get into anything. And then when the tests would come, I could hit 80s, 90s, whatever, high 90s every time just because I was paying enough attention. But I wasn't like engaged at all. I was like, I just couldn't wait to fucking leave. Yeah. Like I want to be an adult. I want to grow up. I want to get the fuck out of there. Like I was not what I should have done if like, you know, if I had an academic advisor was like, okay, Tyler, this is your best plan. I probably could have pushed finished high school uh grade 11 maybe even uh end of grade 10 finished high school started university university prep classes gone straight into whatever and i would have had a four-year degree by the time i was 20 yeah like that's what i should have done yeah and because i that would have been probably what would you have gone into um i was at that time i wanted to get into uh, it was probably a toss-up between, like, engineering and uh, law. What do engineers actually do? Does anyone know? 
I think, see, actually me and... Uh, uh, they just build bridges, I think. Yeah. Me and one of my workers today were talking about this today. And like how he's like, engineers are, in his opinion, this was his words. He's like, engineers are some of the coolest people I've ever met. He says, he's like, they will see like a vape pen in your hands and they'll be like, how does that work? And then, you know, a day later they'll be like, I know how that works. Like think about Isaacs. Think about your business partner. Yeah. That's what an engineer is. Okay. Like the way that that guy thinks. Which, I mean, exhausting. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. Really boring. Yeah. Exceedingly boring. Yeah. Um, but no, it, I think, unironically, I think engineering would have been a good fit for me. I think law would have been a really good fit for me. Um, I would have done law if I could just... I couldn't do the clerical work, though. Like, I couldn't... I'm not smart enough to do the... The scout the, work, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the research, the indexing, the writing. Like, I... Because, like, I have... um. I was interested in law. I still am. I like, I have a good memory for, uh, statutes and stuff. Like I have a yeah. good for case law. Like I'm, I'm able to like quote, you'd be a good litigator and the, yeah. And I can, and well, you've seen me argue with people. I'm pretty fucking, you've, yeah. <laughs> you've extensively complimented my extreme difficult arguing tactics. Um, yeah, you're notoriously impossible to talk to. Yeah. And that would make me a great lawyer. Yeah, you'd be a great um, litigator, yeah. Yeah, because I would just stonewall everybody. And just, yeah. No. Um, but I couldn't do the school. I just, I, I know myself. Yeah, see, I enjoyed school. I always loved school, but I, for whatever, I think more personal reasons, a lot of dumb shit and dumb personal decisions I made, I just kind of like gave up on life. Which is funny because you weren't drinking or doing drugs back then. No. I was, I was no, But I was, I was dealing with like, you know, two years after my parents divorcing and my life falling apart. Yeah. Like it was my personal life fell apart and I was just like, I was lit. I didn't know at the time, but I was absolutely clinically depressed. Yeah. Uh, I I took sick days because I couldn't get out of bed. Like when, who the fuck knew when you were that old? Like, Certainly nobody. You know, you're acting out, and you're like, you know, you're yeah. just an idiot. Like, you're just a fucking idiot. I, I just thought I hated school. Like, I just thought Word. school wasn't for me. Like, I thought all these things, but now thinking back, I'm like, no, well, I, I needed I, therapy. <laughs> yeah, no, I exactly. I needed therapy. I needed like an academic advisor. I needed, you know, my parents to push me. I needed all these things. I'm not going to throw them under the bus no, because of you know they, did. they didn't know. When people get divorced, they take care of themselves, and that's what the kids get hurt, not because a lot of damage is being done is because their parents pivot from being parents to being hurt people trying to recover Yeah, yeah. and hurt people trying to recover aren't great parents because they don't think about their kids needs or, or they're not very intuitive at least they'll like take care of the basics but they're like not you know staying ahead of it so there was like all that kind of shit happening all at the same time plus you know growing up going through puberty all the bullshit that happens dating like all that going terribly like there, there's so many things that went wrong but also all those things led me to where i am today which i'm relatively pleased with you know never 100 percent. because why would you be he looked right at me when he said i'm never 100 percent pleased with my life <laughs> <laughs> willow's nose um but no i don't, I don't want to get too like sentimental about it but i i was thinking a lot about how uh college would have I guess kind of just spun my brain differently into the world and I think the easy out the easy answer is to be like oh college would have made me dumber but I don't think that's necessarily true I think I could have come out really strong 
and like maybe with just like a, a really high level of expertise in something i could be a fucking investment banker in new york for all i know yeah like all these things could have been possible but here i am doing construction in winnipeg it's like it kind of and by my definitions of that period of time i'd see like myself today as a failure in a lot of ways it's like oh i thought you could have done more it's like i'm fucking turning 27 like what 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 went wrong so yeah i don't know it's it's really really weird looking back at all these things and like i'm having this week of i'm tying up these big projects and i'm one of the other things that fucks with my head is when i'm in these massive houses you know i'm working in this house for a guy who's worth apparently just shy of half a billion dollars and i'm like man i really like this house but you know how am i ever going to make half a billion dollars like if you're asking yourself that question you're in for a bad fucking time. If you try to rationally think, how do I get from where I am today to making a half bill? You're going to have a bad time. There's no there's no roadmap for that. Focus on the first million. That's what I tell people. Exactly. Focus on the first million. But it's like, you know what? The first million, like, but that's, that's what I'm saying. These houses fuck with my head because the guy that buys this house um, could build six of these and not feel it he could give you a hundred thousand dollars cash right now and that would change your life and he would just be like oh whatever he would be more in need he would be more annoyed by a sneeze that bloodied his nose than giving me that hundred grand yeah like that that fucks with your head and i was talking with another one of the uh so we work with we collaborate with this uh wine cellar company and they're a really big company here in winnipeg the owner owns a ironically a massive house that has a pool on the roof uh and a ridiculous car collection like six or seven lamborghinis but he has a they build custom wine cellars they fabricate them here and all their fabricators and all their installers are from here they just like fly out all over the world and i was talking about the installers and he's like yeah i just came back from uh he did fuck he did two of these uh uh, both in Florida, one of them just north of Tampa, he said he did an $89 million house. Like, try and rationalize that. He's like, I dro- <laughs> he's like, I drove up to this thing. I thought it was a resort. Yeah. He's like, I went to the house next door. I yeah. thought I had the address wrong because that looked like a house. And he's like, the house was like, you know, the one we're standing in, which is about $8 million in Manitoba, which is what, $20, 25000000 in Florida. And he, he's like, no, no, that's not the right one finds the right house he's like oh god this is a resort and the guy he didn't tell me a lot about the actual wine cellar but he's like well, one of the things that really blew his mind in addition to everything else was a guy rolls up in a limousine that was you know some maybach hangs out for two hours helicopter shows up he jumps in the helicopter helicopters out onto the bay lands on his yacht yacht pulls out it's like that sequence of events is just like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah. that was my entire year's worth of savings i could not have afforded the last two hours of this guy's life to rent the helicopter <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and run that run that yacht like it's just yeah. it's it's such a fucking astronomical amount of consumption and wealth and like that's so much going on all at one point it just fucks with your head and uh, this is the guy that did the uh, did a wine cellar for uh, Batalic, or what is that his name? Uh, the founder of Ethereum. Oh, um, yeah. 
It's Vitalik. Or what's his name? But yeah, Vitalik. Vitaly. But 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 no, Vitaly's a fucking crazy YouTuber. Um, but but uh, yeah. Anyways, that guy. That guy. That that skinny Russian guy. Uh, our age. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did his house, and that That's guy funny. bought a stone quarry of a stone he really liked. Got the house built with that stone, like not structurally, but like you know, <clears throat> covered with that stone. It's all over the yard. I wonder how liquid he is. Um, enough. So he, most of his net worth is from just owning Ethereum. Yeah, but you can borrow against assets without liquidating. Yeah, them. but America doesn't treat your crypto like assets. Well, I mean, at a we're talking about like a fraction of his wealth, though. Yeah. Like, they're not going to say your billion dollars is worth zero. They're, they're going to say, say we can worth... only lend on 10 million of it. Yeah, which is 1% one, 1% of 1%, but right. that's still 10 million fucking dollars. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how these guys work. Yeah, that's I right. don't know in depth, but like he was, uh, so he, he bought, he liked this stone for his house. So he bought this rock quarry, uh, had them mine out everything he needed for his house. Uh, they And then he buried it built his house on top of the rock quarry so no one else could ever use that rock. And it's the only place in the world you could buy this type this of rock. fucking guy. Like, it was, like, a type, a specific type of, like, marble or something like that. Have you seen the... He's, like, friends with Ashton Kutcher. Mm-mm. Um, so he's been on his TikTok a few times. And there's, there's this one TikTok where uh, Ashton walks up to Mila Kunis, like, his wife, and goes, like, Hey, babe, uh, can you explain to me what uh, Ethereum is? And she's, like... Uh, she doesn't know anything, right? She's yeah. Like, uh, and then he like kind of pans, and he's sitting at the table. He's like, "Actually, Ethereum." Is like, <laughs> it's like, it's, he's like, "Oh, it's an all-purpose blockchain." Like, that's pretty funny. That's a pretty good meme. Um, yeah, Ashen Kutcher is really big in the that kind of stuff. NFTs. There's videos of him and uh, Mila Kunis talking about NFTs in like 2018. Hmm. Being like, "Oh yeah, we bought an NFT," and like, this is like fucking four years ago I my brain short-circuited for some reason I thought you said 2008 and I'm like hmm. yeah yes perfect in yeah, 2008 I bought my first nft can you imagine um my tokens have been funged <laughs> they are funged tokens uh nft I just have fts if you <laughs> if you look at the um financial times yeah perfect if you look at the uh, uh interest over time on google you can search keywords. Yeah. And uh, NFT, the it's it's like it's down near the ground now. Yeah. Which is good. Full stop. I was going to say and bad. No, I think that's good because I think the NFT underlining technology is I I'm looking so forward in 10 years when and everyone has to own nfts for fucking your car and your movie tickets and shit yeah i'm looking so forward to being like oh remember when you guys were hating on nfts you fucking morons because it's just going to be normal like that's just going to be it's the same people that were hate like i'm going to bring up people's tweets of them calling nfts stupid and compare it to people calling fucking cell phones stupid yeah and because it- why would you want a cell phone why would you want someone to call you at any time well i mean i I'm I'm not going to hate on NFTs. I'm just not that I'm saying it's stupid because if it makes money and it's stupid, it's not stupid. Which, but here's my point: is 
all the stupidity, like the fucking monkey pictures. I was going to say. And yeah, Crypto the, the Land. Board, board Ape Yacht Club. You hear about Crypto Land? No. They wanted to make their own private. They uh, they bought apparently a $15 million island in Fiji. Uh, oh, and, I think I brought this up on one episode. This has happened multiple times. Okay, but, it's always libertarians, and they always fuck it up. And yeah. you know, they buy this island. They're gonna like. They're gonna create this like um, libertarian, uh, like anarchist paradise. But they just like reinvent government. Yeah, in either a socialist <laughs> yeah. or anarchist or capitalist capacity, and it just turns out very badly. And yeah. usually, it's a scam. Anyway, so all that shit, all the stupid shit. Um, if there's no hype around NFTs, those won't exist anymore. Nice. Tyler just spilled all over himself. This beer is really full. Yes, when you open a beer, it's full. Mm. But too full. All the bullshit from NFTs comes because there's suckers to dupe. Yeah, there's always dupies. So yeah. but if there's no hype anymore, there's no there's less dupies, therefore less stupid fucking projects. Yeah. Less, yeah. I so, mean, the the bulk NFT is getting less popular is good for everybody involved. The bulk of NFT traffic though is like is money laundering though, like it's yeah, it's, which is awesome. It's a fantastic money laundering. Like, go look into modern art industry, like the the entire uh, economy of art, especially modern art. Like it's. It's either a tax shelter or it's money laundering, period. Like, that's why they exist. And most, what is this, something like 90% of the world's art is just, like, held in... Um, in uh, they're called free ports. Yeah, in free ports, yeah. They're, so, uh, it, it, it's like... It, pieces of land, usually airport hangers that don't technically belong to any country. And you just put your art in there, because if it stays in there, then you don't have to pay taxes on it. Um... And then you spend $80 million on a piece of painting, on a piece of painting, on a painting. Yeah. And then if you, then now you can write that off in your taxes, but it's not an asset until it leaves that free port. Well, so here's how it works for taxes. If you buy a thing for $80 million and you have a bunch of taxes that are due, um, you then sell that thing for $70 million. Uh, you just lost $10 million. Technically. Technically. Well, no... I think what what the what the big guys the big dogs have, uh, they're friends with an art appraiser, right? And so, then that person can appraise the art either less or more depending on what you need that year, and no one can argue with you because it's fucking art; it's subjective. Right. So the substitute with NFTs is instead of an art appraiser, this is even easier. Where an art appraiser is a human being that you have to pay off and have loyalty. <laughs> like there's that there's a human element yeah. with uh, NFTs. You have the blockchain, so it's Im it's empirical. It you basically here's how to get rich with an NFT: mint an NFT, preferably eight bit, preferably ugly, pointless, whatever. Preferably a monkey. Preferably a monkey. Ape specifically. Uh, so you mint your NFT. You put it on the marketplace. You buy it from yourself with a different Bitcoin wallet or crypto wallet, whatever. Buy it from yourself for um, $8 US equivalent. Put it back on the market. Buy it from yourself for $60. Put it back on the market. Buy it from yourself for $300. Put it back on the market. Maybe it sells for 6 
maybe someone else buys it. Maybe someone else outbids you or tries to bid against you. And you know what? And you say, you know what? I'll take that. Or maybe, you know what? You have enough money, you'll put it back down. You buy it again from yourself. You increase the bidding hype. This is how all the biggest NFTs have sold. Like the biggest NFTs allegedly. Sale. No, it's not even allegedly. Like this has been fucking proven. Was the was that record NFT sale? Like uh, uh, a lot. What was that? Hundreds of millions. Was that artist? He, he released a sketchbook of like his uh, hand. He was on uh, the Rogan podcast. Uh, it's some weird name. Anyways, that guy. Uh, he whatever set a he record. He doesn't make cool shit. Yeah, but he set a record for whatever highest sale of NFT. It was sold. Uh, twice in both times to corporations that he was a principal shareholder of. It's fine. And it was, the other shareholder was a crime boss. I wish I was a crime boss. So I'm not saying like there's a moral issue here. I'm just saying like it's an excellent vehicle for money laundering. Um, and people was... that are out there that are just like, oh, if you buy NFTs, you get rich. Those are the dupes. Yeah, 100%. If you understand, if you if you take everything I just said and say yes, I understand that, and you go make money with it, good for you. Good on you. You're a you're duper. duper. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, buddy. See here, this is why my emotional intelligence gets in my way because I feel like there's a lot of things I can make money at, but I'm like, you know what? I don't think that's a good way to make money, and then I just fuck myself over. I wonder if there's a way to like collab where like I do the dirty work. <laughs> Yeah, where I just give you ideas and you pay me half. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we could work that out for sure. Yeah. I was reading about the Russian mafia today because uh, I watched that, that film and they're, they're Russian mobsters in the film. There's a lot of people in Putin's little camp that are, that are reputed Russian mafia bosses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the whole shtick. Like... My other favorite thing I learned that because uh, they do tattoos you can look probably you can look at a russian mobster's body and the tattoos tell us their entire life story hmm. so like a lot of them will have like a kremlin yeah um the more t like chapels on the kremlin like the more towers the longer they've been in jail okay shit like that or if like you have any flowers that means you were in jail before you were 18 um if you have like a knife, then that's like you stand up to authority. So you probably like punched a guard in the gulag or something shit like that. They all have meaning. Um, and then, but the one I liked was, uh, so if you, the stars signify like your level in the, in the mob or whatever, like, so a captain's got a star over your heart. But if you put a star on your knees, then you're like a special, because it means you won't kneel for anybody. Right. So it's like its own thing i thought that was interesting because hmm. as far as i understand italian mafia who came first for the record um you don't you shouldn't get any tattoos right you shouldn't have anything identifiable is kind of part of the thing yeah be like if you get killed nobody should know yeah so it's in it's interesting uh Hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting. It's like now in Japanese culture, uh, if you have tattoos, they assume you're Yakuza. Yeah, except with Yakuza bosses, you, you're you supposed to do the, what do they call it, the suit tats? Yeah. Where your, your body is completely covered, okay. except if you're wearing a suit, then you can't see anything. Right, yeah, because they have like the, the, but they have like the bathhouse culture. Yeah. Where, well, same with Russia. 
Yeah, so you can't go to a bathhouse in Japan if you have tattoos. There's unless a... you go to... Oh, a, I thought a... they're changing that, though. Well, yeah. Well, Because culture. But... Yeah, sure. Yeah, because now they're trying to globalize. Yeah. But... Because it's uh, 2022. Fuck off. Tattoos don't mean I'm in the fucking Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you try to go in... Uh, actually, no, I remember Tim Ferriss talking about this. Like, okay. this is 2000s. He... Uh, had some tattoos and they're like yeah you can't come in you're, you're like not yeah, you yeah. They, he had to cover them up with bandages depends on the um no I, i've heard that too i've uh i've because the idea is that's how they identify that's how they tell the difference like this is a gang free zone but that's just if like... you have if you're uh yakuza and you want to go to a bathhouse you have to go to one that is theirs yeah yeah and if you have tattoos and you go to one that is theirs and you are not one of them but that's because you may die. <laughs> that's because like in Japanese culture, getting a tattoo means that. But here, yeah. but in our culture, it means it doesn't mean that. No, it just means you probably went to Bible school and you're really edgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still want to get like a face tattoo just to piss piss people off. I am waiting for the day. <laughs> you keep saying you're gonna get a chaos tattoo on your face, chaos, and I'm waiting. Yeah, just chaos. I um, I wonder if like the free press will call you less or more or more if you have chaos tattooed on your face are they going to still put your face on like a full full page of the business section like yeah i don't i kind of want to like yeah yeah i would ask the photographer <laughs> next time you next see time. him ne are you implying i'll be in the news again yes <laughs> we all know uh we're going to transition here into the final segment of the show called uh top of the morning top of the morning no it's called tip of the morning no it's called tip of the tip of the evening tip of the evening tip of the evening. tip of the week i finally showed tyler the reference that i've been doing for 20 episodes and it doesn't make any more sense right oh it's kendrick lamar it's fine yeah it's a baby keem and kendrick lamar song and i don't know if he was joking or like i don't know what he it sounds so bad yeah, it's offbeat. No, and it's just dumb. <laughs> like, he, top of the morning, top, whatever. But um, I'm going to make a little... I got to get a soundboard, man. <laughs> you know, like, I would piss you so off with a soundboard on this podcast. We need headphones, though. Sounds awful. Yeah. Anyway, so... How to get our... <laughs> How to get our 16 listeners to stop listening. Me with a soundboard. Um, anyway, so one of those soundboards needs to be tip of the tip of the morning, tip, tip of the evening, tip of the evening maybe? Tip of the evening. Because it used to be bi formerly business tip of the week is now called something else. Well, now it is called tip of the week. But sure. I'm considering changing it to something that rhymes with top of the morning. So anyway. That's the segment that we're in now. <laughs> sure. Great. And my tip of the week is something that I said earlier that I was like, man, that's actually a really smart thing you just said, Willows. Remember that for the, for the tip portion. When you said you're sitting in a $500 million home, it's not a $500 million home. You're sitting no. in the home of someone with a $500 million net worth. Yeah. If you were ever sitting in a $500 million home, you could build a home on Mars for cheaper than that. I think Putin has a house that big. $500 million? Apparently it's a billion. Whatever. Anyway. It's on the Black Sea. It's like 200,000 square feet. It's literally, it's basically a resort. Anyway. 
No, there's no way. $500 Look million? Dollars? Look it up. There's no resort that's that worth that much. It, no. Uh, his, uh, Do you know how much fucking money that is? Yeah, his political... Uh, what's the guy he threw in jail and nearly killed? Yeah. Uh, the guy he poisoned with Novichok. Uh, why can I never <laughs> allegedly? Why can I never remember names? Allegedly, uh, no. He released a YouTube video of, of his Superman, like this insane mansion, and yeah, it's, apparently it's worth about a billion. It's on the Black Sea. Okay. So, when you said that, how do I bridge the gap? How do I get from here to there? Yeah. And I said, focus on your first million. Yeah. That's my tip of the week. Focus on your first mil. Focus on your first million make it like just although to be fair i'm pretty sure this guy was born a millionaire but but how, what what is the project right now that's going to get you in the next 10 years from zero to a million yeah because they always say that's the hardest there's a or these days it's 10 million just focus on the first one <laughs> i mean in, inflation it pretty much is but whatever there's a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I saw a TikTok, and he's uh, he's on a breakfast show, like radio show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> People are like asking him money advice, and he's like, "They say that uh, that making that your first million is the hardest. So start with the second one." And it's just like <laughs> silence, and one guy's like, "Hmm," and he's like, "Hello, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh. Like, come on." <laughs> like, that's, anyway, but that's pretty uh, good. The project that's going to take it, like you don't, th- you don't need to think how am I going to take over the world because how, how often do we say like what the average millionaire is eight sources of income or whatever it is, right? Whatever that bullshit is. That's true. I just said it was bullshit, but it's uh, like people, you don't need to, fo- you focus on the thing. You that's don't, gonna, fo- you don't focus on the eight streams. Focus on the next step. Focus on the first you one. You don't start with eight streams and try to build eight things at once. Yeah. That's stupid. Cause that you're never going to get anywhere. No. Yeah. You have eight streams of income because you took your first hundred grand and you invested it and then you multiplied that and then you took those dividends and you invested those. Like that's, that's how it happens. That's how you become a millionaire. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, I started eight things at the same time. And it becomes a lot easier. I always, like when I was, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, like how do you make a million dollars? You sell one thing for a million dollars. Pretty easy, right? Or you sell two things for $500,000. Sell 10 things for $100,000. All the way down, to, you sell a thousand things for $1,000. Like it starts to seem much more realistic, right? Yeah. 10,000 things for $100. Mm-hmm. You can fucking sell, anyone can sell something for $100. 10,000 times? Yeah, but if you could do it once, you know what I mean? 10,000 people isn't that fucking many people. It's quite a lot of people. It's not that many people. We have yeah, a million people in this city. It's quite a few people. It depends what you're selling. Not with the internet, though. That's fair. I don't know. It it's like it starts becoming less... No, what I'm... you're saying <laughs> is break down your goals. Yeah, do you have somewhere to be? Thanks, Tyler, for fucking <laughs> watering down my tip of, the, tip of the week, tip of the week, tip of the week. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Okay, give me your tip and then we can go home. Okay. <laughs> my tip of the week is think... God damn it. 
is think about uh, what were you what what mind space were you in right before the pandemic started? You know, rewind. Depressed. <laughs> rewind to that point and be like, what was your outlook? What was your opti- optimism? <laughs> what was your level of optimism or lack thereof? Oh. Maybe, maybe maybe the pandemic's been nothing but good for you. I was on Great. suicide watch back then. And I still am now. It's except it's just Winston. I miss Winston. Think about that mindset, and now think about you know the the home stretch or you know the other side of pandemic being in front of you if you're so lucky and try to try to reconnect the tooth and think about like what was what was exciting you are like are those was it based on the same values you still have now like is are those things you should re reattack because you probably made a lot of concessions at this point being like you know what i can't do this i can't do that those things aren't okay anymore um and it might be might be very useful might be very useful exercise to actually maybe pull yourself out of a rut because i think this being the quote unquote new normal um yes that may be true but doesn't mean that you can't be that one motherfucker that brings the old normal back and it makes it cool for everybody else to do so so if your old normal is you want to be a club promoter where you spit on all your friends uh, I think you should do that. Profound. So I think we're gonna do that, and we're gonna uh, spit on all our friends. Yep. Well, Consensually, that, of oh, course. Oh sh- shit! That was last week. That's why we all have COVID. <laughs> Next week, we're gonna help our friends. Uh. <laughs> so, a very last minute. That's completely overexposed. Oh, there you go. Uh, so if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, youtube.com forward slash V-O-T-E-W-I-L-O-W-S, you can see what the fuck is in his hand right now. Thank you so much for listening. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.